Welcome to Podcast Insider. I'm Mike Dell, and with me today is Mackenzie Bennett. How are you doing, Mackenzie? I'm doing well, Mike, and a happy belated birthday to you. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, it's weird being as old as old people now. <laughs> <laughs> what a delightful way to think about your birthday. <laughs> well, I went, I went to my 30th high school reunion quite a few years ago, actually. And mm-hmm. I was like, why are all these old people here? <laughs> Just looking in a mirror. Just happens. Yeah, whatever. Better than the alternative. <laughs> so yes. uh, anyway, today we got some news, uh, some kind of lousy news, but then some better news. And we got our normal uh, best practice. We have a pro tip. We have some blueberry stuff. Of course, we're probably burying the lead, so uh, let's let's just wait. Let's just get on with our industry news, and then uh, the 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 leading story will be in the blueberry news. So the first article that we want to talk about is, I'm sure, probably not surprising to anyone, but in case you didn't know, Spotify is laying off 6% of their employees, according to their chief content and advertising officer, Don Ostroff, um, and she's also exiting. So it's about 600 jobs. Yeah, that is uh, that is lousy. I, I wonder if how much of that is going to be in the podcasting section of Spotify versus the music and you know, all that stuff. But uh, I guess we don't have any details about who they're laying off. It just says that they believe it's the right decision at this time. Many of you will view this as a shift in our culture as we evolve. So we'll see where this goes. But it's been a tough week. It's been a tough past six months for people in tech. Yeah, there's a lot of tech layoffs for sure. And of course, the next story is the same type of thing. Vox Media which is the company behind SB Nation, Pop Sugar, Thrillist, The Verge, uh, New York Magazine, and a whole bunch of other stuff are uh, laying off 7% of their workforce. Although that ends up being about 130 employees, it's still, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's sad. You know, Twitter laid off, what, half their employees and Facebook's laid off people. Microsoft's laid off people. Google's laid off people. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think what's driving a lot of this is a lot of the venture capital is drying up. Mm. And these companies have to become profitable or they're not going to survive. Yeah. Vox Media specifically said the decision was based on slower ad sales. Mm-hmm. That too. You know, that's that's part of it as well. But, you know, they have to be profitable because the, the money, the free money from the uh, investors is sort of drying up at this point, you know, for now anyway. We'll see if it comes back. But it's good that certain companies out there are profitable from the get-go and some haven't really been. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it amazes me that uh, th- there's one particular company in the podcasting world that I'm absolutely surprised they're still here. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think we need to share the name, yeah, but I I am familiar with the company. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but hey, you know, they can do it. It's good. It's a story from James Cridlin over at Pod News. It's been reported that the number of podcasts in 2022, the new podcasts in 2022 mm-hmm. has dropped off by about 80% over 2020. There was 1 million or so new launches in 2020 and only 219,000 in all of 2022. And my speculation, and along with his, is uh, part of it is Anchor. 
Anchor had a good percentage of all the new shows in 2020, but those were... They weren't real shows. Yeah, they weren't really shows. They were kind of test shows a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, somebody called them flashcasts or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that happens. You know, people want to dip their toes in it, and Anchor was a good place for that, for, for that purpose anyway. But they were automatically submitting to Apple, and, of course, that gets better reach because... Apple's API is used on a bunch of other apps. And so it kind of gets them out there. And that's where that number comes from is, you know, Apple, between Apple and the podcast index, that's how they got that number. And, you know, now that Anchor is no longer doing that, uh, you know, auto, in fact, they don't even give you an RSS feed if you don't, you know, if you don't ask for it or set it up. That's wild. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine because it goes out on Spotify and that's what most people that use Anchor just want to be on Spotify. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But that is more the the drop. I, I I don't, you know, we're seeing, I wouldn't say growth in number of new shows, but we're, you know, it's steady. I Uh, would also say the pandemic had a significant impact on this. I mean, I don't know how if significant is the correct word, but yeah, well, everybody had more time. My understanding. (laughs) Yeah, everybody seemed to have more time. You know, a lot of people were working from home that don't normally work from home. And so they had time, you know, instead of commuting, they could uh, create podcasts. Well, well, that, but also companies needed to, still have some type of contact with their customers and their, you know, their audience. So they were like, okay, this is the easiest way to do it. So. So it isn't really all doom and gloom as the headlines looked like, you know, and they said there's an 80% drop in new shows and, you know, well, you dig into yeah. it. You know. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's not as bad as a, uh, as the headline makes it out to be, but also uh, with, with the tech layoffs that we are seeing, I always love to hear people coming out of that situation by, creating something of their own that they're able to build up and sustain themselves on and be proud of. And podcasting is obviously one of those things. So maybe we'll see a slight, slight uptick in podcasts due to that. I don't know. Ironically, the next story, (laughs) and I call it- We're just going back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. So Triton, which is a uh, advertising company that uh, we have partnered with in the past, uh, says podcast downloads grew by 20% in 2022. So if the number of new shows are down, well, more people are downloading the existing ones, I guess. (laughs) That's all I can figure. Uh, But there's been an increase in new content, increase in number of listeners, and the amount of listening. Uh, There was a number in here. Yeah, each... The average podcast listener downs, downloads 5.6 episodes per week. That's and, a lot. Yeah, and then Wednesday is the top day for listening. Top hours, I mean, they really dig in here. <laughs> the top mm-hmm. hours of listening is between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., so lunch break. And most mm-hmm. podcast listeners are younger than the general population. I don't know if that's true. Us. And they skew slightly more male than female. And there's a whole... No, thanks. There's a whole uh, chart here that uh, talks about it. But that's that's cool. It's up 20% according to Triton. Now, Triton <laughs> only measures certain shows. So, you know, your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Todd and I will be in Vegas in March for the podcast 
Movement Evolution. It's the first time I'm going to Evolutions. And uh, they put out their schedule the other day. So if you're interested or you're going, now you can uh, plan out what things you're going to go to. It has all the sessions and the parties and all that stuff uh, spelled out on their schedule. So that's good. That's kind of early. Usually they put that out like the couple weeks before. So uh, Well, we. I mean, we're only... <laughs> A little over a month, month and a half yeah. out, to yeah. be completely honest. So, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, I've been to this event before. I went last year in Los Angeles and I really enjoyed it just based on the attendees. Uh, this one, Evolutions, is definitely more industry and professional based, you know, mm-hmm. making those connections uh, between companies, less more hobbyist creator, mm-hmm. more um, more coming from, you know, a network a media company, something like that. So it'll be interesting to see the move from LA to, to Vegas, you know, cause a lot of those people were local at the Los Angeles events. I wonder, yeah. you know, I wonder how that's going to bode for, uh, you know, who shows up, but quite a list of, uh, exhibitors there and speakers and whatnot. Yeah. So. I, I took a look at the schedule and i'm pleased to see quite a few uh companies that you don't always see on the schedule here for sessions and whatnot um got a lot of great topics so it it looks like it's panning out to be a worthwhile event yeah with only two of us going i don't know how much uh, time i'll have to go to sessions but we'll see i thought this was fun because uh you see a lot of these websites out there with dot fm instead of dot yeah i hate it i personally hate it (laughs) Well, you you know, dot .fm was, was originally meant for radio stations to use, mm-hmm. but it's actually dominated by podcasting companies. I know. And part of the reason I hate it is I think it just leads to more confusion a lot of the time. Like it brings people in because people know what FM is, but then they like, then it just skews how they think like a podcast works a lot of the time, right. which is really, it's not important it's me just being finicky about it and because i get up on a high horse about um about dot fm dot io dot net like all of it so that this is really a me thing <laughs> right right but yeah i mean a whole bunch of it they list out a bunch of them like you know of course anchors dot fm and Cashbox and uh what is it uh there's a bunch of them fireside transistor overcast you know mm-hmm. megaphone so it is interesting though you would think that the radio stations would would pick that up but maybe they're not that interested in the web i guess not <laughs> so i guess that brings us to our best practice kate's going to talk a little more about this a little bit later but video podcasting uh did you guys know that video has always been part of podcasting uh Delivering video via RSS has always been a thing. Now, it's not a very popular thing at this point. It's not widely available, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, amongst the listening apps, there's, you know, maybe two or three, four that do it. Uh, I know Apple does, and they've always, they always have since they started. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's other apps. Uh, most of the new podcast apps that, uh, you know, for the podcast 2.0 stuff, they... Uh, they handle video, but most people that do video for their podcast might be better off doing a YouTube channel for their podcast. And then they can publish the video to YouTube and f- publish the audio to their RSS feed. 
And that gives you, you know, best of two things. You get into the world's second largest search engine. A lot of people don't realize that YouTube, when people are looking for things, YouTube is the second place people go after Google. I mean, if you use your your SEO and your descriptions and titles and everything wisely, yeah, you're going to show up in in the top results immediately. But um, I agree. Putting thing, putting a video podcast on YouTube and having it not necessarily be a traditional RSS feed podcast does work in the podcaster's favor a lot more than they might think. Oftentimes when we see people saying that they want to do a video podcast, it is right out the gate and they're like, I'm going to do video and audio and, you know, we have to do this and we're going to put it on social too. And they get overwhelmed. Oh yeah. There's... And nothing happens. <laughs> like they they're they're not actually building this audience. They're they're so concerned about just creating this this video content that they're not actually, you know, building some type of following. Yeah, which I mean, there's nothing at, at all wrong with video via RSS and you said it uh, but it doesn't get as wide a distribution as the audio does. Definitely not. Because And I uh, there's only so much that that's going to change, too. Yeah, you know, and but there was a cooking show that was really popular for a long time as a video podcast, and that was video only. She, you know, she mm -hmm. didn't do any audio and delivered it via RSS, and it was quite successful. I, I, I'll have to check in and see if it's still going. But, uh, you know, there's some good reasons that you might want to do an RSS video, you know, a regular podcast video versus YouTube or any of those other places. You know, Todd says on his uh, Geek News Central show that uh, about 25% of his audience watch the video version. But he does two separate feeds. Ne never put video down your audio feed. That, is, that annoys that, people. <laughs> that will annoy everyone. Right. So if you're going to do video, you know, our best practice would be to use PowerPress. Do your audio on one channel and your video on another channel. You can publish both of them using the same post and have the players for both video and audio on your post, and that works like a champ. But again, you know, is it worth all the extra bandwidth and all the extra storage for a video podcast when you can get Google to pay for it on YouTube? <laughs> so, you know, you have to think of that yourself. What, you know, what, what works best for you? And maybe do all three. Do a video RSS feed and do a YouTube channel. That there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, uh, my like you can do whatever you want and that you feel comfortable with, but I would not recommend winging a whole thirty minute video that you just hope is going to work out. Yeah, uh, winging a sixty second TikTok is much different than winging a thirty minute YouTube video. Yeah, and, so. and most podcast videos that I've seen. You know, when we go live on this show or go live on any show, it's just talking head video. So it's not super compelling video in most cases. And also remember, if you're doing video, this is another best practice. I got to put these bullet points in. But remember, most of your audience is still going to be audio. So don't say, hey, look at this and not explain it in the audio what what they're supposed to be looking at. There's yeah, nothing, nothing. I, would I, I would recommend looking into YouTube shorts as opposed to an entire video podcast. Yeah, you could do that too. And uh, you do the shorts or, you know, TikTok or whatever. Uh, I, what is it on Instagram and Facebook? There's a little short videos as well. Yeah, the reels. Reels. And, uh, you know, that's not a podcast, but that may help promote your 
audio podcast. Very cool. Anything else to add before we go on to the blueberry news? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we sort of buried the lead. At least I'm super excited about this. I don't know how everybody else feels, but we've added a whole bunch of Podcast 2.0 features, and the biggest one was the value for value. We uh, integrated with Albi, which is over at getalbi.com if you're interested. What this allows you to do, and we explain it in the blog post we have linked here, but uh, what that allows you to do is in some of the new podcasting apps, people can send you Satoshis. I know that sounds weird. That's like a hundred millionth of a Bitcoin, so it doesn't amount to a lot of money per Satoshi, but they can stream it, you know, so like in Podverse, for instance, when I listen to shows on there that are value for value enabled, I set it to like 10 sats per minute. And, you know, over the course of the show, I might send them 50 cents or something, but it's pretty cool. And then you can do boosts, which are, you know, say you want to send them 1,000 Satoshis, which is probably about 45 cents right now. And you can send that along with a message that, you know, it just promotes interaction. A lot of the shows I listen to that are, are that way, they, they have a whole section where they acknowledge all the people that are supporting them via this value for value thing. But we also added a whole lot of other features as well. Um, all of them are in our publisher system and they will all be out on Monday in PowerPress. So on Monday, be sure to refresh PowerPress and up or update it and you'll have all the new toys. Yeah. Suffice to say value for value was quite a bit for me to wrap my head around at first. So the non-technical explanation is that podcasters can enable this new new feature for their RSS feed that they're able to accept Bitcoin and crypto money that people that listeners are sending. That's what Mike was saying with the Satoshis and the, uh, you know, the boosts that you can do. It's essentially sending pennies. You know, you're yeah. sending this this very, very minuscule amount of money. Um, you can send as much as you want, but it's just bridging the gap between online currency and your podcast. And it's really, I mean, it's really cool for the the shows that are, you know, have this audience of people that understand how this is working and it's, it's slow, but I do see that it could, it could pick up because it's a really cool thing to just make available. It's part of a, the, the podcasting 2.0 bigger story and capabilities, but this one's, I mean, this one's fun to to play with and get your feet wet into crypto and Bitcoin, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, the cool thing about it is the interaction that it provokes amongst the podcasters. Like I said, listening to some of the shows that have this enabled and are promoting it, it it's just fun, you know, like, New media show, Todd's uh, show with Rob Greenley. You know, I'll usually send him a boostergram to get a get my comment read on on the podcast, so, and it works because Todd has that running in the background. You'll hear that you'll hear something come in, and then he'll read the comment, and, and it you know provokes interaction. Uh, and like I said, a lot of these other uh, things that Podcast 2.0 does, you know, like you can put location of where the podcast is. Say you're doing a travel show. 
You could throw your location in there, and there are apps out there where it's a map, and it shows that that podcast was in this particular place. Some of the other things, the live item tag. So if you're going to go live, you know, streaming audio or video, you can put that live item in your settings, and that lets apps that do it. Uh, I think right now uh, Podverse, Fountain, and so there's an Android one. Uh, what is it? Podcast Addict just added that. So what's cool about that is, say, one of your shows that you are subscribed to goes live, it'll pop up a, a notification, and you could just play it live right in the app you're in. You don't have to go to Facebook. You don't have to go to you know YouTube Live or whatever. You could just hit it there, and you can listen or, I think, view it in some of the apps, but at least listen to the audio live. And it kind of brings back that, oh, boy, it's live now, you know, <laughs> like TV used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suffice to say the podcasting 2.0 things that we are enabling and have already done, you know, it's the, the RSS feed is far and away for a lot of podcasters, the most boring part of your podcast and the right. part that like you don't understand and or don't care about you just understand that it is a requirement and necessary to get your episodes out there but all of the new cool things that we basically associate with modern social media and communication platforms online nowadays all of these new podcast 2.0 tags that we're adding like all of these features that we're adding are essentially making those things possible in podcasting it's it's the ability to go live it's to be able to get paid this way it's so that you can have the location because you're used to that and all of the other things we are doing this so that you don't have to worry about it right. it's it we're, we're doing this for your benefit because we think it's a really cool thing to continue doing to help rss feed like stay relevant and stay powerful and it's something that we are happy to do to make it available for you guys but with you know it's like it's happening in the background for you yeah some of the big companies out there like spotify in particular really would love to get rid of the rss feed and the reason for that is that gives them more control over what goes on their app, which is understandable, but the, the Podcast 2.0 project, Podcasting 2.0, I, I keep getting corrected because it's not <laughs> Podcast 2.0, it's Podcasting 2.0, ensures that RSS stays relevant and stays op an open standard so that okay, Spotify can choose not to use it. That's great, but others will choose to use it. So that keeps it open and, you know, an open standard, you know, like email is an open standard. Uh, you know, you can send an email to any email system out there from any other email system out there. We want podcasting to kind of stay that way, if possible. We don't talk about our YouTube channel all that much. And since we were talking about video <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> it's kind of been a limbo. I, we're, yeah. we're, we're improving. Yeah, we'll yeah, be posting a lot of more stuff in the upcoming <laughs> weeks and months. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, working on some how-to videos, especially around some of these new features mm -hmm. on there. And, you know, of course, there is already some how-to videos, like how to set up PowerPress, how to use our publisher system, that kind of thing. Uh, we're also beefing up our documentation at Blueberry uh, as at the same time. But a lot of those videos will also be on our YouTube channel. So be, be sure to check that out. There's a link in the show notes. And of course, Todd's not here today because he's probably speaking right now <laughs> or real soon. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, as we're recording, it's Thursday, 
noonish, and uh, he was going to be doing the uh, keynote, one of the keynotes, at PodFest down in Orlando. And I believe he speaks again tomorrow on Friday. So if you're at PodFest and happen to listen to this, be sure to check that out. And I think they're doing a live new media show as well. Uh, I believe the they stages. are. So. Yeah, Todd is Todd is around. We're not doing a booth or anything, but he is there and we'll be happy to speak to any one of you about podcasting 2.0 stuff or our new partnership with Alphonic or Quick Links. We've released so much new stuff recently and he is out. <laughs> he, he wants to talk to you about everything. Yes. So go talk to him. Yeah, he's not hard to find. All right, on to the Blueberry Pro Tip from Kate this week. Really simple syndication, or RSS. It's a 23-year-old web standard that allows websites and applications to read information and content from your website or podcast. Think of it like a business card for your podcast. It informs places like Apple Podcasts, Google, iHeart, Amazon, and all the rest about your podcast. Its title, description, episode title, album art, and most importantly, where listeners and their podcast listening apps can download or stream your episode. Blueberry creates the RSS feed for you, as all podcast hosts do. But Blueberry enables you to host that RSS feed on your website using the PowerPress plugin allowing you to send your podcast to the podcatchers from your website. So when is a podcast not a podcast? Well, a podcast isn't a podcast when it's a video hosted on sites like YouTube. A podcast isn't a podcast when it's just an audio file embedded in a blog post on your website. A podcast isn't a podcast if it's a Twitter or Telegram Spaces recording. What's missing in all of these examples? the RSS feed. Now, videos can be podcasts. That much is true. However, your reach will be limited to only those platforms that can currently accommodate video. That list is slim at the moment, but it's getting bigger. For example, Apple Podcasts can play RSS videos. Spotify will not unless you're on Spotify's owned platform for the video. There are use cases, but you never want to throttle the reach of your show. At Blueberry Pro Production, we make use of all of the tools of Blueberry, and one of the best features of the pro hosting platform is the video and audio podcast availability for your show. You can have your video podcast and your audio-only podcast in two feeds, both with RSS, hosted on your website. The video can be embedded on the website for those who prefer that method of delivery to their audience, while the audio-only RSS feed handles the rest of the podcatchers that don't have video RSS availability yet. It's the best of all worlds, and it's the only time a video can become a podcast, when it's riding the rails of the internet on an RSS feed. If you'd like help turning your videos into actual podcasts and hosting those podcasts on your WordPress website, Come and talk to us over at BlueberryPro.com. This is Kate, and I'll talk to you next time. All right. So we have a question of the week. Yeah, I like this one a lot. So the question is, I have another person managing my podcast, but I don't want them to have my login information. Can I have additional users on my Blueberry account? And the answer is, of course, yes, we have account yeah. sharing. It's not too hard to find. You go into your Blueberry dashboard, 
uh, Blueberry Podcaster dashboard once you log in. And make sure if you have more than one show to select the particular show you want to share access to. And then you click on Show, then Manage, and then you'll see another item that says Sharing Settings. And you can invite people by email, and you can give them access to your stats or publishing or both. And that's at the show levels. They'll have no access to any other shows on your account or your main account settings. So This is really convenient for teams, like really convenient, especially for people that have, you know, assistants, contractors, anything like, like a virtual assistant, anything like that. It's just you're able to set whether, you know, you want them to have access to stats or you want them to be able to publish. It's it's a lot of good opportunities there to still lock things down, but get things done. Yeah, a lot of a lot of podcast uh, consultants use Blueberry Pro Hosting and they have all their clients shows under that one Blueberry Pro Hosting account. And this mm -hmm. way you can give all your podcasters access to their own stats without affecting any of the other shows on your network. So it uh, it's real handy. It was a feature that we implemented, I think, last year. Mm -hmm. And it was probably the number one most requested feature that we had, you know, since doing the pro hosting. We uh, we got bombarded with this question <laughs> so often and and rightfully so. It's, you know, and it's, it's not just pro hosting. It's any hosting uh, or just stats. If you just have stats with us, uh, you can you can share that access as well. So pretty uh, pretty slick. Well, that about uh, wraps it up. If you got a question you want us to answer on the show, you can email me mike at blueberry dot com, and we can use it on the show. We can do audio or video or text or. Facebook group or whatever you want to do, but get that question to us and uh, we may use it on the show. So I think that about covers it this week. Yeah. I think it does. I don't know. I think I think it's back to you and Todd next week, but um, we will be kind of switching it up in the near future. So yeah, watch for that. For that. <laughs> we're we're going to not rebrand completely, but we're going to you know, update our artwork and uh, the format of the show is going to change a little bit. Hopefully it'll be uh, more useful for you. And uh, all the stuff we normally read at the end of the episode is available in the show notes over at podcastinsider.com. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>